0: Welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. Today, we're talking about breastfeeding crows, or Robert Edgar's The Witch from 2015. My name's Andrew. And I'm Teresa. What do you think of The Witch, Teresa?
1: Well, this movie kind of grew on me, because after watching it immediately, you kind of asked what I thought, and I was like, well, the goats are cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then I started thinking about it and there was like, there was a lot to that film that ended up making it an overall enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, I dug this movie. I have dug this movie for a long time. Uh, Robert Edgars being a boy from New England that just wants to tell stories with a camera obviously resonates with me. Uh, the Witch is about a family from colonial times that gets sent off for being uh, not good uh, in the eyes of their their uh, world, in the eyes of their plantation, for being overly zealous Christians, and it's Kate, film takes place a couple of years later as they are living out, growing corn in the woods. And I th- dig this movie. I dig the the um, old timey speech. I dig the score, and I love how weird it is. Um, it's it's a big it's a lot to take in at first. Uh, I think, what do you think, Teresa?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty slow in the f- entire first half of the film. And I think it it takes a while to get into it. And then when you are into it, you know, it, it wasn't, basically it wasn't until things start going like insane that I was really captivated by the film. And that could just be a first viewer experience. Mm. I could see like upon second viewing, it being a much more engaging film in the beginning half. Um, But yeah, it takes a while to get used to it. It takes a while to get used to the old-timey speech, which I wasn't a huge fan of even at the end. Um, But, you know, the acting was fantastic, and you could tell that from the very beginning with all of the characters, including the young children.
0: Yeah. I thought the quartet of the four main actors... um, the twins are fine. They're kind of just annoying and in the background. And like that's their role. Um, though I wonder how he got them to act like they were pretending like being they're being hurt when that whole thing, that whole sequence mm-hmm. uh, with Caleb. Where Caleb is basically like kind of going through this exorcism moment and he like coughs up a whole apple. Ugh. And I thought that was really, really brutal and really, really amazing. The child actor's name is Harvey Scrimshaw. He gives I think this movie put Anna Taylor, a Taylor Joy, Anna Taylor. I'm sorry, I apologize for being a bad host, forgetting her name. Anna something something.
1: I forget people's names all the time.
0: Yeah, but it's my job to remember the names.
1: (laughs) You're in charge with the cell phone.
0: (laughs) And and Anna Taylor Joy is her name. I had it right the first time. But this movie kind of set her on the map as like an actress, and she's gone on to do lots of things. She was in Split, she was in Glass, a whole slew of movies. Um, but the boy, Harvey Scrimshaw, was amazing, I thought, the, the who plays her younger brother. He gives a very mature and very powerful performance. Um, this movie at times kind of feels like a play, not going to lie, especially the like old-timey language and that a lot of the action kind of happens off screen. I always remember that the witchiest moment is at near the beginning of the movie, and the movie kind of like goes, they're banished, a couple years go by the first child gets stolen away. Like the inciting incident is like just boom, boom. And they kind of, they don't even try to hide. I think it's a really interesting decision that the baby, spoiler alert, is dead. Like they don't even try to hide it. Like he's made into a a soothing body (laughs) bomb pretty early on.
1: Yeah. Actually, that is a good point. Like they really do get into the action right away. Um, Within like the first 10 minutes, they kind of set the scene and then, have the one like major incident in the beginning and then that's where it kind of like slows down but I think that was a good move especially with horror films you know it's always good to like quickly get into the action um unless it's some kind of like horror drama mix but I mean there's definitely something Shakespearean to this um story to the way that it was acted to the characters and like the way they speak even though it's not the same old English but Um, you know, everyone, almost everyone dies at the end. (laughs) Like it's just definitely a tragedy. Um, I actually had expected the, um, main character. What's her name in the film or? Thomason. 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 I had expected, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, I thought like she was also going to die or she was going to kill herself. And then when she goes off and like joins the witches the coven, yeah. and the coven. And I thought that was really great. I, I really, really like the ending.
0: Yeah. I thought the uh, parents played by Kate, Katie Dickinson, Katie Dickinson and Ralph Ensign were also great in this movie. I thought that they were very believably a couple and had, they were, had mastered kind of like their roles and they felt very real. They didn't feel like actors. They felt like more like we were watching like a drama of, The time it is a really interesting decision because she spends the whole movie refuting that she is a witch and she's not throughout the movie. Like, spoiler it's the goat and the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the goat all along. The goat is like Satan or a demon or something, yeah. Um, and there's that one sequence, but I thought that like it's a bold choice that she goes from being fanatically a Christian to a witch, Mm -hmm. and I think it makes a lot of sense that she her personality is to ping pong between the two um
1: yeah I mean some of the most uneasy parts of this film is not the witches not the horror it's like this really insanely fanatic family and their reaction to like the the tragedy that's going on with their children and yeah I mean the mother is just awful the whole time she's just like falling apart and terrible and mean to Thomason and like I don't know she's just so creepy to me and then the scene that you referenced at the very beginning of our conversation <laughs> with the um, the raven or the crow. Oh yeah, pecking at her. Oh, that was that was my favorite part in the movie because it was just so unexpected. Like I knew something was coming with that part. She's like daydreaming about her child who she lost, like breastfeeding, and then like it cuts to like this crow or raven just like ripping her skin off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's grotesque. And also kind of very effective in the moment. This movie, I don't think is for everyone, though. I think this movie is a hard sell because it's not, doesn't follow the normal ho- horror trajectory in terms of, like, the most horrific parts are near the beginning. And then the rest of it's kind of unsettling. And there's a little bit of horror, but it's not really built into a climax. It's, like, just more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're afraid of fanatical Christians, then this is the movie for you because the whole thing like resides on the fear of their family falling apart and their like insane devotion to god like where it's way over the other end like too far.
0: Right. I I apologize her name is Katie Dickey. It's not it's not Kate Di- Katie Dickinson's Katie Dickey. Oh. Um she she was, was in Prometheus and and uh Game of Thrones. Um Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's
1: super she's, creepy in Game of Thrones, too. She's, also
0: creepy breastfeeding.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of creepy breastfeeding with her. Yeah, hmm.
0: it's probably one of her special skills on her acting <laughs> resume.
1: She does a great job being this, like, creepy motherly figure.
0: <clears throat> I also thought the father the father role could have been really, really, like, showy in the, kind of this bombastic performance. But it's actually, I think, kind of a subtler performance. He does a lot of interesting things. Ralph Ensign, of course, has the great deep voice. Um, but he does a great job of kind of crafting an interesting performance in my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the acting is the, the highlight of this film. Um, I mean, there's other great things with the sound design and the music in particular really heightens every action and, or when there's not much going on, but you're supposed to be like feeling in the tension. Um, but I think like the acting is definitely what makes this movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, Robert Edgar's followed up with *The Lighthouse*, which we're not going to review during this Thirty-One Days of Horror. But I like where Robert Edgar's is going. I want. See, there's some rumor that he's going to read *You Knows which I think could be very interesting.
1: That'd be great.
0: Uh, so here we are. We're in the home stretch. Thirty-one days of horror. My name's Andrew.
1: And I'm Teresa.
0: See ya.